Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 96 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Well, Happy New Year! This is the 2015 wrap-up edition of the Reinventure Me Podcast. We're going to ask the question, what's your 2016 game plan? Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, Happy New Year. This is the time of year when we celebrate the end of one year and the beginning of the next. Hooray! 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 <laughs> and this is your co-host, Larry Gates, along with... Armin Asadi. Armin Asadi. And Armin is joining us via Skype today. We're not actually able to be in the studio together because we just got a rather substantial snowstorm here in Minnesota. Not quite the 18 inches I think they got down in Texas, believe it or not. But, but Are you we, serious? Yeah. Something else, right? What? Yeah. They got, yeah, West Texas got quite a bit of snow, but we're sitting here comfortably in our in our my studio and Armin is uh, you're in your PJs right Armin? I'm in my pajamas comfortable <laughs> at my house I'm going nowhere it was it was a life or death decision Larry yeah no I know drive and die or stay home in my pajamas comfortably so I decided to have a chance of living in 2016 yeah we thought that it was probably a good idea for both of us as a goal to set uh, ourselves up for to actually be alive in 2016 as we start the year let's start it on the right side of the grass right isn't that a great goal i like it i am i making my goal today to be alive <laughs> all right well this is your co-host larry gates and i'm here of course with armina Sadi. this is the podcast for what's next in life and we're here to help you discover new ways to reinvent your life your opportunities the ventures god's called you into this is the reinventure me podcast episode 96 which means where can they find the show notes i mean so all you have to do is just go to reinventure.me backslash 96 if you want to go to this episode or just put in the episode number of whatever other episode you want to go into and there get, get you right there to the stuff that we talked about as well as the audio for this show and we also want to feature on each of those show notes the comments that we receive from our listeners and we love to get those comments as well. We got one, in fact, from a listener this morning that's, that said, hey, just finished up episode eight. So he's got a little ways to go. But he said, great show for thinking about 2016. So that's great. We always love to hear from our listeners and and know that there's something that they might find there that would be inspiring. Speaking of inspiring here, here's your cue. All right, let's do this. So this is, this is actually one of Larry and I's favorite quotes. It's from episode 18, which was about how to push back resistance. And it's a quote from Stephen Pressfield, who's the author of The Legend of Bagger Vance and the book The War of Art, very different than The Art of War. (laughs) Um, But he's quoted saying, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. Big old resistance. Right? 
that thing that we don't like to talk about but is there and the thing that's going to stand in our way. And I think it's a fitting quote for our episode. Of course, we shared this back in episode 18, I think, right? Yes. And we thought that this was a good quote to use today because what we want to talk about is this new year and the things that might stand against you, but also the, the ways in which you might be able to advance it. What are you looking forward to in 2016, Armin? Oh, man, I'm looking forward to finally figuring out what's going to happen with Sam and I in our business. It's either going to work or we're shutting that beast down and moving on. But I think that's been one of the biggest things that's been a burden on my shoulder. So figuring that out is going to be a huge thing for us. Well, it's been fun to be on the sidelines and watch you guys go through that because you really are applying a lot of the principles that we talk about in our show. Of course, that's one of the things that really is fun to have you as a partner in this episode because you're, you're actually living this stuff out day to day, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're experiencing the resistance. You're also trying to figure out where to take it. For those of you that don't know, uh, Armin and Sam are involved in a, a software company that they are trying to get off the ground and having a lot of fun with it. I'm sure also, you know, the challenges that you have getting any new business off the ground. And so that's, oh God. that's, yeah. that, that's part of the, that's part of the challenge as well. So, and that's why you're in my life, Larry. I just want you to know. I just, I just use you for your knowledge <laughs> to be resistance <laughs> <laughs> to get free consulting. And <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> well, we can we can uh, share share commiserate together on our own on our own journeys. But you know, I'm looking forward to 2016 is going to be a different year for us because I have a son who's graduating from college. That'll be our final one, and we will have gotten through four kids through college and a pay raise for me. So that's great. And <laughs> But the thing that I'm really looking forward to is my daughter is going to have a baby. So I'll be taking on a new role, which is a little hard for me <laughs> to admit to right now. Uh, my my wife has no problem referring to herself <laughs> as grandma, and I'm having a harder time <laughs> taking that title right now. I'm the father of the daughter who's having a baby, oh, <laughs> but I'm gosh. told as soon as the baby's born, I won't have any problem with that title, and I, I'm looking forward no, to it. You'll probably turn into a baby yourself. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you're right. <laughs> I absolutely think you're right. Well, this is... Is our this is our wrap up episode for the year, and what we wanted to do is really take a look at 2016, help you think about the ways, the strategies that you might be able to put into place for 2016. Not all of them, but but at least pick one that you can put in place for 2016. And you know, we are at that time of year. I mean, we're we're getting close to football playoffs, right? That's right. Tis the season, and you do follow football. I mean, American, I American I football. I, yes, American <laughs> football. That's right. Good clarification there because we know Middle Easterns, we play a different kind of football yeah, that's right. that actually requires your feet. Um, <laughs> other than field goals. But yeah, I do. Just the challenging thing is I'm a Vikings fan, so I don't watch all the games because it's kind of like watching a car wreck take place. <laughs> this year we've done well, so I've been I've been a lot more consistent in watching them. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, we just came off the game, the win with the New York Giants, and if they play like that against the uh, Green Bay Packers this weekend, um, they should be in pretty good shape. I yeah, that was amazing. Enough. I will. Lost by thirty, we won by thirty. <laughs> I know that's great. Yeah, let's bring it on. Right. It's easy to say that they're our team when they're winning, and they're something else when they're. <laughs> And they're not, you know, but I will admit to being a, a fair weather fan of the Vikings, but you may not know this about me. I mean, I grew up in Colorado and you know what my team of choice was back then? I'm, I'm hoping it was the Denver Broncos, but I'm assuming not. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was in fact the Minnesota Vikings. Why would it be the Vikings? Uh, well, you know what? 
my uh, neighbor friend, who was my best buddy back then, who was a big fan of the Dallas Cowboys. And so the Cowboys and the Vikings had a big rivalry back then. So he said, well, you just cheer for the Vikings so you'd have somebody to beat up on, I think. (laughs) (laughs) No, those were actually the great years of Fran Tarkenton. And we had, uh, you know, the Purple People Eaters. And uh, they played in the Mets Stadium here. So, you know, we actually, I got to see it when we moved up here, but it didn't stay long because they put the Mall of America in place. But in any case... The whole sideline here about the football, I think we could probably spend a whole episode right just talking about football, right? Yeah. Is the need for us to put together a game plan, and we're using the football analogy as as part of that. A game plan is, you know, composed of an offensive strategy and a defensive strategy at, Mm. at a large level. And so as you think about your new year, what are the offensive strategy components that you're thinking about putting together? And you could think about your offensive strategy as the things that you put in place to score you the points, to get you where you want to go. So what are the habits and the ways in which you think about what changes you want to make in your life that allow you to be more offensively minded? And then the defensive strategy would be the things that you put in place to keep from losing ground. So you know there's going to be resistance, for instance. How do you put strategies in place to become more resilient to resistance? And so we covered a lot of episodes over the last year, year and a half, actually, since we started this podcast that deal with both offensive and defensive strategies. We want to capture some of the essence of that and group them here together in this episode for us to talk about how do we create an offensive and defensive game plan for 2016. I mean, let's start with an offensive game plan. Okay. You know, the old saying, a good defense is what? A strong offense. Offense, absolutely. Right. And you, you, you really can't score points on defense. I mean, you can, uh, but you're not, not likely to win <laughs> games on defense. In fact, the best team right now in the NFL for scoring points on defense is, uh, you got any guesses on that, Army? I actually, well, I know. I don't know if you want me to guess. Oh, all right. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. That's it is the Arizona Cardinals. Exactly right. And they score on average 3.1 points per game on defense. So, yes, they do. Uh, so as, as helpful as defensive points are to a game, you can't build your strategy just around a defensive game plan, what you're going to resist or how you're going to overcome the obstacles that you have. What the best way to win is to understand and have a clear offensive strategy, which largely is around what's your personal purpose and vision and what are you doing with your life? See, I think a defensive strategy is almost often where we default because we tend to move into survival mode. We think about what does it take in order for me to get from here to there? And you know, that whole saying in fact, I'm going there for lunch today. I mean, I'm going to brave the snow to meet with somebody at TGI Fridays, which stands for what? Thank God it's, it's Friday. Friday, right? <laughs> and our whole culture is built around this idea of surviving, surviving the week to get mm-hmm. to the weekend, which is really a defensive mindset. It's how do I get through what I've got to do in order to make it to what I want to do? Right. And so how do we put on an offensive version of that? And I I love the approach that you take with this. We've talked about it a couple of times, this offense versus defense thing is, especially in our culture, I think we're we're creating this culture of mediocrity so much where it's, it, it really is like you said, a survival mindset rather than a thrival mindset. And so much of the decisions that we make going into a new year always end up being this, 
how do I prevent the bad from happening? And how do I maintain security and survive and keep status quo? Uh, rather than saying, I have dreams, I have hopes, I have these big goals, and I am willing to take risks, I'm willing to make sacrifices to achieve these greater goals and dreams that I have because I believe in myself and I'm confident in who I am and I can achieve these things. Mm-hmm. Now, you set an offensive game plan up every year. Is that right? I don't have much defense. I'll say that. <laughs> I, I go into shame. <laughs> you're, you're a porous defense? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, let's talk about your offense to begin with. How, what's your offense shaping up to look like this next year? Oh, man. I, I don't know. We haven't had our actual planning retreat yet that's coming up in a few uh, or maybe a week. So... I don't have my strategy laid out yet, uh, to be honest. Well, tell so. tell us about this planning retreat that you have. Well, it's going to be me and my wife. It's going to be me sitting in a chair. She's going to ask a lot of difficult questions. I'm going to get some <laughs> lame answers. She's going to chastise me, and then we're going to reframe it and come up with actual goals that I can attain. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I just I love the pictures that you put up on social media last year when you guys went through that because <laughs> there was – there were so many 3M post-it notes uh, scattered <laughs> around the walls and, and, and Ashley standing there by the, by the flip chart, like getting ready to give the four points that you need to do. And it was almost like this, you know, a picture from a corporate retreat setting. You know, oh, this yeah. is, this is Armin and Ashley working through their plan for the year, which is amazing. It's great. Yeah, it's no joke. I mean, it's like you start big picture, then you go down and then you set milestones and I, I mean, she's intense it's no joke like I, I have to come in ready and prepared for this thing like, i'm gonna be journaling for a day before i go in and probably fasting for so, god's help so well, you're you're gonna go on offense before your offensive game plan <laughs> session right which is basically my defense yeah <laughs> keep you from feeling more shame is that it, it? basically <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's great. You know, I don't quite do the same with Anna. We don't sit with flip charts and, and that sort of thing. I tend to go off on my personal planning retreats that, you know, we've talked about in, in some of the episodes in the past. And, yeah. uh, and then I come back with pretty much my game plan. She has her own, perhaps she's more deliberate than I am. I tend to shift strategies quite a bit. I do a, a lot more zigging and zagging. She's a lot more straight line and just, you know, one one step after the other. And I think the tortoise and hare approach, tortoise is winning at this point. <laughs> but, but I think I'm, I'm probably having a lot of fun just do, doing the zigging and zagging. Even if there's a lot of energy expended, it's still, it's still enjoyable. <laughs> You're good at it, though, so I'm sure it's enjoyable. What are you looking forward to most in 2016 as you put together your plan? Our business, uh, me and Sam's business, we're just figure out how to make this thing work or kill it once and for all, take it behind the barn, put a bullet in its head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has been fun to be on the sidelines here as you and Sam have been, for those of you that don't know, they're, they've put together a software company and they're, they're in the early stages of that and making some traction, but also having some challenges as well as you do with any business. And there's always the question, you know, do you continue on with it or do you let it go? That our, we, we did talk about that in our persistence versus obstinance episode as well earlier this year. And it is fun to see you guys applying some of the things that we've been talking about on these shows to your business. And of course, that's what makes you such a, a valuable contributor to the show as well, Armin, is that you're, you're living it out day to day, 24-7. 
Well, I mean, the whole purpose of me joining the show was actually just to use you <laughs> and to get free consulting so I have a chance oh, sure. to successful. <laughs> yeah, how's that working for you? You said you almost have to put a bullet in it. So let's <laughs> <laughs> let's let's judge the fruit of that, that labor. Uh, mainly because we didn't listen to the focus episode that we did. Oh. Uh, and that's killing us. Oh, but yeah. Well, now we're learning. Great. Yeah. Well, you know, there are some offensive strategies and some accelerators that you know, we recommend that you do think about for 2016 that you want to be sure to go into and utilize. One of them goes way back to episode four. I mean, we talked about mindset and it seemed like we brought that up quite a bit over the course of the last 95 episodes that we've done. Right. And I think a large part of mindset, which we talked about in episode four, is that we create this notion of deciding that we're going to have a growth versus a fixed mindset. And if you don't start there, I don't know where you can start because what else can you do other than always come out thinking that you have to compete to prove that you're okay. And which is a fixed mindset. You're always trying to prove your validity where there is a growth mindset is saying, Hey, I'm getting better. And it doesn't matter where I am today. What matters is my effort and how well I'm doing to get better. And you right got to start there. Yep. It's, it's impossible to move without knowing that there is something in you that can help you get to the next step in life or the next achievement in your life that you want. If you don't believe it, it's hard to plan around something you don't believe in. Yeah. You can set as many goals as you want. You can set all the New Year's resolutions you want. You can do anything to say, this is what I'm going to achieve. But if your purpose, if your sense of direction is all about trying to prove yourself to someone else, you will more likely than not fail at achieving those goals because you're going to not get the reward that you want. You're going to encounter the resistance and then you're going to give up on it. Exactly. And there's, and I mean, without spending too much time on that, I mean, there, there's, other episodes that we've done that uh, almost help you create that mindset by having certain people around you or having a hunger to learn or whatever other episodes that we've done that I think actually help to create that kind of mindset to give you a perspective that's outside of your own. Yeah, we did talk back in episode seven and eight about how to be an apprentice and how to learn how, how to be a better beginner. All those things are really important. And even setting goals, but I would suggest, you know, setting your personal vision as being really one of the important things that we can do. And we, we did have an episode back in 10 way back about how to dream strategically and just allowing yourself to think through these possibilities. Once you've decided I'm no longer going to live in a fixed mindset, you can now start to embrace the possibilities without the need to get validated for each of them. And you can start putting some of those things in place. Right. I mean, back to the mentor thing that you mentioned, I don't really want to skip over that one. And I'm sure everybody's heard me rant and rave about the importance of it. But I mean, for me, having a mentor, someone like you or someone like any of the other mentors that I've ever mentioned in past episodes, I mean, those are some of the people that have been crucial in me even being able to set a personal vision just because I couldn't almost separate the difference between ideas that I had, goals that I had, and dreams that I had, and trying to figure out each one to create my own vision. I mean, sometimes it just took someone who would listen to me, ask me really difficult questions for me to really know like what, what is actually in my heart? What is actually a vision of mine that I want to accomplish? So, I mean, just having those mentors that can speak to you and speak to you directly and just cut the crap with you and help you get 
somewhere that allows you to have that vision, I think is extremely crucial. Yeah. If we're going to put an offensive game plan together, we can't do it inside of our own head. And I believe that you can't really dream large enough dreams about yourself without the context of community. You need Mm -hmm. mentors, you need friends, you need people who can come beside you and really help you think beyond yourself and help you think, get outside of your own sense of self-imposed limitations. Other people don't have the same limitations you have. And so they'll be able to challenge you and ask you questions, like you said, that can help you think fresh about what you need to do. Right. And on, and on the other hand, there is the self-reflection that there's things that we've talked about in different episodes that allow you to be able to come up with things that you need on your own to help you get where you need to as well. I mean, Larry is the one who got me into journaling. I've tried mm-hmm. journaling for God knows how many years and failed miserably. And then you know, did this show with Larry, start kept talking about journaling, journaling, journaling. And then it was that point where I started journaling for a year. I mean, I stopped eventually because we had a baby. But yeah, that, that was really powerful for me, especially just being able to read back some of the journal entries and see some of the things I wrote. And yeah. The hopes that I had and the moments of being down and depressed that I had and the prayers that I wrote, it was just, it's just really interesting looking back and it just speaks to who you are and what you have and how you shift and just, I don't know, just something as simple as journaling was so huge for me. Yeah. Well, I know it was big for me and that's perhaps why I keep bringing it up as often as I do. And I know a number of our listeners are probably like, Hey, I brought up the journaling thing again, but it was so (laughs) transformational for me. So some areas that we can think about for creating a offensive game plan is, you know, create a mindset that is a growth mindset, evaluate the degree to which you are allowing yourself to be apprenticed or find mentors in your life. That's a key one. You know, of course, having a a vision and setting goals and creating habits around that. We've talked about all of that this past year. Those are kind of the blocking and tackling of us of an offensive game plan here. I shouldn't even say tackling if it's an offensive game plan, right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the blocking and running of an offensive game plan. Uh, but then of course the self-reflection that you referred to, and we talked about journaling. We've talked about planning retreats. We've talked about getting feedback on your ideas. We've even talked about how to cultivate habits of gratitude. So all those have been shows that we've done in the past, but they're part of the weapons that you have in your offensive arsenal that you can field this next year. So maybe pick one, find something along those lines that you can say, you know what, I'm going to start doing that as part of my offensive game plan for this next year. Well, let's talk about the defensive side of this. So we've got to spend a few minutes on that because sure. you know we can't go to the field without a defense. Right. Um, I mean, and, and before we do, I, I just want I just want to say this because we've done such deep and robust topics that require so much time. So I know if someone is listening, they're thinking, "Okay, that's overwhelming." There's certain things that you don't have to do all year long. So for example, we ta- we mentioned the personal planning retreat. That's just yeah. once a year. You right. know, that's not something you have to do every day. Yeah. We did a personal staff meeting. I mean, that, you pick the rhythm, but you could do that just once a quarter. Strategic margin, something that was really huge that we did, I think, three, four episodes on. Five, actually. Five, there you go. And that's not something you have to learn, memorize, and apply on your own. There's a reason Larry does these workshops that he does two or three times a year. I don't know if you're doing them more now, but you know you could just join the workshop. But there's there's certain things that w- that we propose as offensive strategies that it, it doesn't have to consume each day of your life. It can be once a year or once a quarter. 
So when you get a chance, just go to our episode notes here on at reinvention.me backslash 96. Look at some of the topics that we recommended, pick through them and see which ones might be a one-time goal or a one-time-a-year thing and which ones it might have to be a daily thing. So you don't have to try to apply all of them at once. Yeah, that's great. We'll make that, in fact, our challenge me for this episode. Yeah, perfect. There you go. Yeah. I didn't have one, so I'm glad you just came up with one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, well, good, because then, then that got you off the hook. Let's talk about our <laughs> defensive strategies for 2016. What are some ideas that you have there, Armin, that our, our listeners might be able to put in place for a defensive strategy? So here, maybe I'm self-imposing my my beliefs on someone else here, but one of the things that I struggled with with the de- defensive strategy was that I would go into defense, but I would just stay there. I wouldn't think offensively, right? I became it became my sole focus, and my defensive strategy is actually what limited me and stopped me from achieving what I wanted. So there's a difference between putting all your focus and energy into the things that limit you or your defensive strategy and being aware of them. So I guess my suggestion would be don't focus all your time and energy into what is limiting you, but at least be aware of your limiting factors, deal with them, attack them, and take some kind of initiative or action so you can give yourself a chance to put your energy where it belongs, put your willpower or your focus into your offensive strategy. The thing, like Larry said, that's the that will allow you to put points on the board. And rather than sitting here saying, I, I want to prevent something, you're venturing yourself in a way that says I'm going to accomplish something. Yeah, that's good. And I think, you know, when you look back at some of the episodes that we've done that were a little bit more defensive in nature, and we've talked about, you know, how to set personal boundaries. That was back in episode 73, I think. And then one of the more popular episodes was the one on shame oh, that yeah. we did, which is episode 48. You know, we talked about the value of setbacks in episode 56 and failure in episode, I think, 89. And we talked about how to beat the need for approval and resistance. We covered two episodes on that, episode 18 and 61, on resistance. When you look at all of those, Armin, it strikes me that each of those are like really hard things to kind of grab a hold of. I mean, they're transformational in a way. They're not like, here's the five steps to putting a goal in place. They really require a lot of self-reflection. I mean, how to set personal boundaries can be really difficult and challenging, for instance. Right, but it's a, it's a great way for you to, I mean, we, talk, we talked about toxic people in one of the episodes way back in the beginning. Right. But, I mean, having something like personal boundaries could, could be the exact thing that you need to eliminate toxic people or set cer- certain boundaries around them that stop them from being toxic in your life or prevent toxic people from getting in your life, which becomes one of those things that slows you down or limits you because they point out the negative in you rather than the positive or the gold in you. So even something as simple as boundaries, it can be, it literally can be life-changing because it changes the atmosphere and the environment that you live your life in. Right, right. And that is a good defensive strategy to say, you know what, I'm going to protect the thing that's most important here and it's not that yourself is most important. It's that the thing that God has called you to is the thing that you need to protect to say, that's a, that's a greater yes for me. Yeah. But I mean, but, but to your point, I mean, there's certain topics that we talked about, like shame, which was entirely from you, which I ironically came out of a sort of it was personal, a personal retreat. retreat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you came back and, and I mean, we, we, we talked on the phone and you, you had did this self-reflection and realized what's been limiting you for years. And it was this topic of shame. 
And we, I mean, it was probably one of the most vulnerable I've ever heard you. And, but I mean, that was such a deep rooted issue, you know, I mean, it went back to when you were a child and it, and it, the crazy thing is how many of my friends, some of which I don't think I've ever seen cry because they're the, you know, six foot five giant manly (laughs) men that probably eat hearts of the animals they kill raw, (laughs) you know? And they they were calling me or texting me and just saying I, saying they were crying the whole time listening to the episode. Not that we were emotional about it, no. but they were they were just that moved because they yeah. realized how much shame they've had to deal with growing up and how much it affects their business, their relationship with their wife, their kids, so on and so forth. Yeah, and and that's what I was referring to earlier. When you think about shame, especially, it's one of the really challenging things to grab a hold of. So setting a defensive strategy, the thing that you're going to work on this next year, the thing that you know is the thing that's been holding you back, whether it's uh, personal boundaries and toxic people or shame or this sense of failure that you might have had in the past or maybe the need for approval or you know just other areas of resistance that you feel that keep coming at you perpetually, that persistent resistance that we've talked about it back in episode 61. Those things are really, really hard work to kind of nail down. And so setting a resolution even for this next year to say, you know what, I'm going to lean into one of those hard things in my life. I'm going to become reflective on it. I'm going to perhaps do some journaling about it, or I'm going to visit with some friends about it. It's going to become a topic of conversation. It's going to be something that I'm going to intentionally address rather than move away from. We tend to avoid dealing with these things in our lives, and yet they're some of the biggest things that hold us back. Absolutely. And one of the things that we actually talked about, and I wasn't planning on even talking about it on this episode, but We've brought up the the this idea or this concept of emotional quotient or emotional intelligence, and we've talked about this before. But one one of the the biggest aspects of emotional intelligence is this is this ability to have self awareness, a deep yes. self awareness, and right. the awareness of others. And this defensive strategy that we're talking about again is is not is not about you spending all your time there. But it's giving you that type of awareness that every time it creeps its ugly little head like shame or rejection or whatever, uh, whatever else that you might be dealing with, that you know why it's coming up, you know how it's going to affect you, and you know the possibilities of negative actions that you could take that would limit you rather than taking positive actions that will help you excel. Mm-hmm. So even that, just just keeping that mindset that it is about awareness and not focus so yeah. that when it comes up, you're controlling it, it's not controlling you, Yeah, whatever it might be. Well, we've covered a lot of ground here, even in this episode, just to try to recap some of the things we've talked about over the past year or so as it relates to setting an offensive and a defensive game plan. I guess the the big tip here, right, Armin, is, is don't try to do everything at once, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible, especially, again... Some of the topics that we've covered are, are are so deep and take so much time to just even process, not even on your own, but with people in your life, like your spouse, your close friends, mentors, whoever it might be. But yeah, I mean, trying to execute or implement all these things is overwhelming, but start, pick one that you think affects you the most and put your energy there. And once you create that and tackle that and create a habit out of it or get where you want to go with it, then move into the next thing. Unless, like we talked about earlier, it's something that you can do once a year, like a planning retreat or a personal staff meeting. You can do that once a quarter, whatever else we talked about earlier. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably all the time that we have for this episode, Armin. And any last thoughts that you want to leave? No, you know, um, going into a new year, I think a lot of times we look back on the past year and we think about the things that got in our way. We think about how we failed and we think about the setbacks that we had. And we set goals based on those limiting factors or where we failed. But I just, for, for whoever is out there and you're listening, Whatever is ahead of you, your future does not have to be overshadowed by the mistakes or the failures or the shortfalls that you've had in your past. It doesn't have to overshadow your dreams. It doesn't have to overshadow your future. Whatever is ahead of you, everything that's happened, even if it's been failure, is the exact thing that you can use to create the exact type of future that you want. You just have to be able to believe in yourself. And the whole purpose of this podcast, even beginning, it it was a ministry, not marketing or self-promotion or anything like that for us. It was just to let you know, because we've been there, that there there is a way for you to reinvent your life and to pursue the dreams that you have. And that you don't have to be stopped, not by you, not by people, not by circumstance or anything else that can get in your way. There is hope and there is a way for you to have your dreams and age is not a factor. Mm. Boom. Mic drop right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, Armin. And that is our wish for you. As you enter 2016, both Armin and I want to wish you God's richest blessings on the pursuits that he puts inside of your heart. And we just are mindful and prayerful that you will embrace every good gift that he's given you and make the most of it in 2016 and have fun doing it. Well, that's all the time that we have. In fact, we're over time, but I think it was worth it. And we'd love for you to leave us a question or a comment on our show at reinventure.me slash nine six. And also you can subscribe to our show notes right there at the website, reinventure.me. So this is Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. And until next year, we bid you adieu. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. 